Hello and welcome to the Impact Dynamics Podcast. I'm Plushy. And I'm Rusty. We talk about things that go kaboom. Uh, this is true, and tonight we're talking about the Carlos King of the Hill match Ooh. in Sydney. You went? It's yes! Went, it's went Let's wild. Do it. Hello, That's enough. We need your vote. Now we've caught up to where we are on the podcast. Right, go on back. Roll the outro. <laughs> well, good evening, Plushy. Hey, I nearly said Andy. <laughs> it's oh. just, just, you know, normal flow, normal flow. What's happening? Oh, nothing too much. Thanks for joining us this evening. It's good to be here. Yeah. Josh is here as well. I am here to push all the buttons. Well, not just here to push the buttons, Josh, because tonight's uh, main topic of the conversation is the Carlos King of the Hill match that was run over the weekend just gone at the time of recording. Mm. And uh, two out of the three people here went to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. There was a there was a like a, a good looking threshold, and I wasn't allowed, I was too good looking to enter, so <laughs> that's why I didn't go. So you guys had to send you guys over, uh, and so so my point being, uh, Josh, is that you're not just here to push buttons because you've got a lot to give tonight. You've got a lot to, uh, in fact, we, we probably should change seats. I'm anyway. missing my button. He kind, she said. he kind of spent the entire weekend pushing buttons at the at the match anyway. Yeah, pushing your buttons. Pushed yeah. all yeah. the buttons. How did that go for you then, Plushy? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we do well, that's else? the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, no, look, Plushy, you, uh, this is, uh, how many PRS matches have you been to now? Mm, I don't know. Several. Maybe not quite 10. Okay. Eight to 10, maybe. Eight to 10. Somewhere around right. there. Yeah. Cool. How was it? Give us the overall sort of rundown picture. Uh, sort of it thing. was wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sums it up, I think, <laughs> from everything um, I saw about it. No, so the the lead up forecast was for lots of rain, and for once the the weatherman got it right. Mm-hmm. It uh, it bucketed down. Um, mm. I think Friday was kind of wet. Yeah, it was, wasn't it, Josh? I I recall that from the whole weekend there was about thirty minutes that it didn't rain. Wow. Hmm. So, Incl- including overnight, I I'm pretty sure overnight it just you had too many rain. Do you know, do you know how we know? Because yeah. we shared a hotel room, okay, and Andy too, and there was a downpipe outside, and you could tell when it was raining really heavy versus raining really light. Because when it was raining, <laughs> there was light, not, there's neither. There was not not raining. So it was when it was light, yeah, when heavy. it was light rain, it mm. dripped the entire night. Yeah, <laughs> the first night dripped the entire night, <laughs> and when it was heavy, it just ran. <laughs> it just ran, and we couldn't hear it. So it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and the river. The river was the indicator for the mornings. Oh, that was was that the Bargo River? Yeah, I don't know what oh, it was. 100% called, sure. But with first day we went past it and it was just there was a little bit of water in it. Enough that you could just see it flowing. And then okay. the next morning you went, Well, there's a lot of water in there. And then by Sunday morning going past it, you looked at it and go, Right, you could white water raft down this thing. <laughs> well, there was, it was crazy. There was waterfalls on the way to the range on Sunday morning. Wow. Yeah, it was okay. just on the side of the road, water coming out everywhere. So this was the first match, first national PRS match at the uh, Precision Rifle New South Wales, which is based at the high hilltop. You know, the hilltop uh, what's the, the, the high land sports something or other? Recreational sporting something yeah, or other. Yeah, complex. But the Precision Rifle New South Wales, yeah. which was a club that got up and running at the beginning of this year after yeah. three years of work by Trent and the team over there, and this was their first one. It was a, a really good event. Um, so you guys you guys went over together. Josh didn't realise that there was a 6.30 in the morning uh, and <laughs> that was the flight time. And he, I remember he, uh, I think he only realised that on the Wednesday before or something. <laughs> and, uh, it was and, mid-podcast. Because I, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> and I, because uh, I booked his flights for him. And he, that's right. He went, 
<laughs> so he stayed here. Uh, Josh, how was that? Oh, yeah, it was okay. I stayed here in the intent that I would get an extra two hours sleep <laughs> and I still got three hours sleep max. <laughs> I've slept on that couch before. It's not great. It's, it's not super it's comfy. Not great. It's a little bit, that was a little bit like Saturday night, Josh, right? It, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> at, at about, we'll get on to Saturday night yeah. in, in due course. Anyway. So uh, you guys went to the airport, all, all good there, all flights, no sweat? Yeah, no problems with the flights. Cool. Um, we yeah. got, we got it, to Andy got questioned. Andy got, Andy got his back questioned. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He, Is that because of his glorious beard? No, actually, oh, no. Okay. We we got we actually got in fine, and he then received a phone call. Oh, um, okay. With someone asking, um, "What's in the bag that's about this big?" That no one can luggage? hear that. It was really dense. It's, <laughs> yep. it's about a medium sized bag. <laughs> yeah, he, he okay. asked them politely. That's, said, "Please, not cut it open to find out what was in there." Yes, he said, "There's a little pouch that you can open it up. <laughs> Please don't cut my bag." Which I, he explained it to me, and I went. I can see how that would look really, really badly on a scanner. Mm. Mm. Shooting is getting really expensive. I mean, you got to make use of those trips. Got to, got to buy a, uh, got to buy a bag every time. That's yeah, right. That would be uh, challenging. All right. So, so you got over there, and then you picked up a car from the airport. Yeah, we got the biggest Toyota Hiace minivan they make. That's great. It's like fifteen seats room. or something. I don't know. There was, it was huge. <laughs> really? But well, we actually filled it up pretty quick with all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Because you think about it, like you're going to go somewhere and you're going to go for a holiday and you've got like a suitcase with you. So you book a car accordingly to fit, you know, three suitcases or five suitcases, whatever. But no, you guys have got suitcase and a gun and ammo and, and a backpack and a this and that. Yeah, you got to you got to book a decent-sized vehicle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we jumped in the car. We went with um, Nick and Miff from Ignition Custom. Yep. They travelled with us. We got to do a – it was pretty cool. We got to do a tour of the Southern Cross Small Arms new factory on the way there. Was that intentional or did you just get lost? It, we were Nick. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Could go either way. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. He was giving directions. We ended up there. I don't know. Um, How yeah, was they, that? That was really cool actually. They've got – Demir and the team? Yeah, yeah. Demir's got a nice setup. They've got a lot of uh, CNC machines. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a couple of hours there, didn't we? And they're showing us. Oh, we spent a solid amount of time walking yeah. through. Showing us their new, their new setup. It's impressive. It's really impressive. Actually, yeah, right. he's got some, he's got some money invested in that place. It's good. Cool to see. Australian manufacturing in the firearms industry. Absolutely. Great to see. Yeah. Um, Nick, covering world market. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nick, Nick promised that we'd get to shoot guns, but he wasn't set up so we couldn't shoot guns. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, you did get to shoot guns. We did. That weekend. In the rain. Anyway, carry anyway, on. So we got you, there. you went yeah. there? That we got there. Sounds good. We got to the range about one o'clock maybe. The, yeah, about one o'clock. Yeah, yeah the, we had some some fun with the hire car GPS mapping, taking us on dirt roads <laughs> that were not meant for a hire van. Got it. <laughs> we got okay. there eventually. Yep. Um, did side in. I mounted the uh, I mounted the, the barrels that I borrowed off of you for the match. Mm-hmm. That was all right. That went reasonably well. Yep. I had to read the manual to find out how to get the, the scope travel to go down below zero, but we got there yes. in the end. I was a bit worried for a minute that – it, we would have run out of travel, but I just didn't read the instructions probably. <laughs> <laughs> Off in the case. Yeah. Yeah. So we got zeroed. Everything seemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we packed up and went to the pub, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, right. Pretty cool. much. Just a few yeah. hours and. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Did whatever yeah. we needed to do before so, we so, could just bail and pub. I've not been there. Tell me about the range. Oh, it's, it's, an impressive, it's an impressive range. It's I've about. Heard I heard it's manicured. Yeah, basically. The grounds are beautiful. It, what is it? Probably, let's say it's 100 metres wide. I don't know exactly. Let's just make yeah. that up, yeah. Uh, completely undercover. Uh, 108 metres, I believe, is not correct. Right. <laughs> but let's run with that. Um, yeah, and it's got noise cancelling um, material on the roof, sort of deadens things, concrete floor, 
Um, they usually shoot in front of the concrete, out on the firing, move the firing line forward, but they didn't for this match because it was raining. Um, Which is good because it was a swimming pool. <laughs> yes. There was there was ducks living in the area where they normally shoot. <laughs> on Saturday, there was there were literally like 50 ducks and their little ducklings were just swimming across the front of the range in front of us. They were, they didn't care. <laughs> well, um, fair enough. So, yeah, it's a nice range. Um, you weren't shotgun new. shooters. That's why the ducks weren't, weren't too worried. <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be worried if I was a shotgun shooter. <laughs> Not a very good one. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, it's a very, very nice range. Uh, it's only a couple of years old, isn't it, I think? If uh, even, yeah, I think yeah, so. It's, it's not much. It's a few years old, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah nice. nice berm. So the, the range goes uphill. I don't know the gradient, but you can see every target distance clearly. Yeah, cool. Each, each increment out to 500 metres. Yeah, right. Brilliant. Can, yeah, it's nice. Green grass is mowed. It's, it's very nice. Yeah, fancy. Even got their like nice PA system and everything too. They got flashing lights that tells you mm. when the range is live and not live, and mm-hmm. some very strict and for shooting. the after party. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some so very strict shooting hours. <coughs> yes, I heard this. Yeah, ten to I think ten to four is the usual. Yep. And then we got to shoot to four thirty uh, to get things done. Lucky we're ducks. Special. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they were they're pretty strict on that. Mm. Okay. Um, and it's in, you think, when I heard that, I was like, oh, it must be in the middle of like town or, you know, like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like yeah. maybe there's, you know, Bunnings next door and a Woolworths on the other side or something <laughs> like that. People get a bit upset about it at night time. There is like one house. That in, would be in, the most <laughs> convenient PRS setup yeah. match ever if you had Bunnings next door. <laughs> target next door, Dan Murphy's in the other side. Like yeah. To, for, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Office works targets, across yeah. the road, yeah. It'd be, yeah. it'd be perfect. It would be great. Um, Set that up. We can dream. Yeah, there's like one house in the immediate vicinity and the rest of it's bushland. So we were like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, ironic <laughs> if that one house was owned by a bloke called Dan Murphy. Oh. But yeah. it's it, probably not. Just, <laughs> it, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, nice ranch. Very nice ranch. Yeah, beauty. Okay, mm. cool. And then uh, then off to the pub. Pub, that's right. Oh, you stayed at the pub, didn't you? We did. And then Josh tried to order some um, some gin. And mm-hmm. they didn't have very much gin, and you they drank all of the gin they had they, available they on the first all of night. The gin. All right, this is a very selfish question, but Josh, what gin did they have? Well, when I first went up, I asked that same question, and she said, "Well, we've got Gordon's and Bombay," and I was like, "I will re-ask my question. <laughs> what gins do you have?" Shudder. Yeah. Um, they had, I believe it was a twenty-third Street. Oh, that's a good but, call. But they only had not even a quarter of a bottle left of that one. No. So I was like, "Oh, that's concerning." And then they had a. You'd just be like, I'll oh, have that first up, the bottle. Yes. Yep, yep, yeah, it was that one. And then I can't remember the name of the other one. It was Mount something. It was really good, actually. I should look it up and find it. Okay. But again, you they only had about half hey, to a quarter stop of talking. that one. Go and, go and do your looking up of the gin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was the hotel blushing? Uh, it was pretty basic, um, but it did everything we needed it to. Okay. Um, we had three single beds in our room. Yep. It was pretty cozy. Um not as cozy as two single beds would have been. True, true, true. Um, oh, he's yeah. Like, he is looking it up. That's great. <laughs> uh, what happened? I think the power went off one night and the hot water stopped in the morning. And <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, it okay. was all right. It was all right. So that Good. was where the presentations were on the Saturday night. So yeah. it was super S- convenient. Sunday night? Saturday night? Saturday, Saturday night. night dinner? Or whatever. Yeah. Things things happen. Okay. Yeah. So then, so this is this is going to be foreign to me. What time did you get up on Saturday morning? Because, let me, for the listeners who are not familiar with the PRS match, um, 
it is not uncommon to have your, like, your range briefing at 7 a.m., uh-huh. right? So you're, you're up at like 5 or 4.30 or 5.30 or some people at 6.53 um, and you're getting to the range, you know, for your briefing. Sometimes you get a coffee at 6.30 and, you know, that sort of thing. 10 a.m. shooting time. Yeah. So, the, so what time did you get? What time was? I think we what just. What time did you wake up? I got up at about 6, I think. Okay. Got up, I like to have a shower in the morning and, you know. How long does a shower take? <laughs> about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can say like, oh, 90 minutes normally. Yeah. That's why I got up. So, yeah, I got up at six, I think. And then I sat there in the dark for like <laughs> half an hour <laughs> while Josh and Andy didn't get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one morning waking up, seeing you on your phone, like going, oh, looking at the time and then went. No, <laughs> and went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that was Saturday morning. Yeah, right. And then I okay. sat around and I think at 7 o'clock I turned the light on. I was like, bugger these guys. <laughs> getting up. So we went over to – there was a McDonald's across the road, which was kind of handy. Yeah, okay. Um, we got some breakfast, came back. I reckon we were on the road by 8. Yeah. yeah about, about a half-hour drive. So we got to the range about half 8, quarter to 9. Yep. Um, there was briefings for st- stage officers and bits and pieces. And mm-hmm. I think we ended up not having the shooters briefing till about quarter past 10. Okay. Um, yeah. they had a few set up dramas and stuff, first match at the range and all those yeah, teething that's problems. always going to be the way. Yeah. Yep. So we, I think we got first shots about 10.30, yep. which is about three hours later than you'd normally start. Yeah. <laughs> which is I a know. bit of a weird one. And about five hours later than Darwin would normally start. Exactly. Yeah. The button, they're just finishing at that point. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's getting too hot. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, I was first shooter on the first stage, the longest oh. stage of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go, Plushy. How did you go on that first stage? Tell us about it. Do we have to talk about that we one? Do we do have to talk about it because you've already one? brought it up. No, yeah. no, we're starting the start. Let's um, go. So it was it was a 15-rounder, three minutes, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, solid stage. Yeah, so about seven positions or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. Yep. Um, and like tons of time, tropper rear the whole way. Yep. I got my tenth shot off and the clock went beep. I was like, ooh. Oh, and I, because I had a, no, actually, I remember now. I looked at the timer on my watch and it said 38 seconds. I'm like, oh, I must have put two minutes in, not three minutes. It'll be right. And then my watch started beeping and then the timer started beeping. I was like, oh, no. So, <laughs> I like how you've just assumed you've made a mistake just out of convenience. Well, yeah, I generally don't mess around when I'm shooting. So I didn't yeah. expect to not get four shots off. No, it was 14 shots. I remember now. I didn't 14. expect to get four shots off. So I dropped. I got seven. I got seven out of 10, which is out of shots taken, not terrible, but seven out of 14 is not the. Not the start. Oh, okay. So you for. got you yeah. shot ten, got seven hits. Yeah, but there was fourteen available to you. Yeah, and then so I'm that guy that you stand back and watch. And you're like, the, not doing that. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's <laughs> just like nobody used tripod rear in that stage. After that, they were yeah, just ran right. a bag, ran a bag and, and ran through because the first two targets were a bit more challenging on a sloping pipe. Okay. Um, yep. Plug for the uh, the wax that you use or that you sell for the for this game changer. Oh yes, it was popular. Yeah, I, put, okay. I put my bag down and then it didn't move and then the next three people put their bag down and it slid down off the pipe. Ah, What's on your bag? There you, go. <laughs> um, there you go. So, yeah, so I didn't start the best. I thought, oh, that's not great but, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the worst start in the world. Mm-hmm. Then I shot the second stage. And it was the worst start in the world? Uh, no, I did worse on the second stage than the first stage. <laughs> okay. So I was first shooter at 10.30. Yep. And then I actually, by the time we did uh, my second rotation, so I was last shooter in the second squad. Yep. Um, it was one o'clock when I shot for the second time. Yeah. So I'd had two and a half. For a long, then that would have been like a long stage first up. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes, yeah. It's the unique environment, but yeah, it makes sense. I've never been in that. I don't think I've ever not shot for two and a half hours before. Mm. So I kind of, the second stage was like my first stage all over again. (laughs) (laughs) 
fresh, fresh. Yeah, I was yeah. fresh and just I haven't been shooting much, unfortunately. Um, it turns out if you don't practice, then uh, you oh, sent me that message. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said, "How are you going?" He's like, and uh, plus he's come back to me and said, "Oh well, if you don't practice, it turns out you're not very good." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, life gets in the way of shooting sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. that's so, right. I was like. This is not the start I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, then third stage. So, so tell us about the second stage. Oh, second stage was. Was it an interesting stage? Uh, well, it is interesting. I was actually meaning to um, chat to Trent about it because I think it got run differently <laughs> for different people. Um, yep. And they corrected it like maybe after we'd shot it or something like that. Okay. It is what it is. So there was uh, pairs of targets like a troop line next to each other, yep. you know, five I think five, lots of, you know, two targets at each distance and you had different cards. <clears throat> the way we shot it, the cards were face down and you had to pick a card and the distances were random. But I think the way it was supposed to be shot was they were face up and you just picked the order of targets you wanted to shoot in, I think, but Got not 100%. Yeah. Um, and I, I picked up by chance the, the one that had the targets in order. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then hit the first target, couldn't hit the second one. It was pretty, it was pretty sporty. It was a little target at 250. Mm-hmm. And I shot left and I shot right and I shot left and I shot right and missed it. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's an elevation issue. So I sent one low. I'm like, oh, no, that's hitting low. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I think I took five shots to get on that thing Mm. and then got on the rest of the way. I think I got a – no, I didn't get on the rest. I got four out of ten. Yeah, well. So in the first two stages I dumped – I'm sorry I brought it up then. Yeah, I think I dumped 13 (laughs) points in the first two stages. (laughs) I was like, well, this is going to be a long weekend. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, now this was a bit of a different format match, Mm. wasn't it? Because – you had all your stages out being run both days. Correct. So there yeah, was so um, eight squads of about eight or nine shooters, yep. give or take. So there was essentially a, a left-hand side of the range and a right-hand side of the range. Okay. And so we shot the entire Saturday-Sunday matchbook spread across the two squads. Across the two days. So, yeah, yeah, so there wasn't traditionally a PRS match. The entire um, group of competitors shoots all of the same stages on the Saturday and mm-hmm. all of the sta- same stages on the Sunday. But <laughs> the way it worked out, if you shot the left-hand um, eight stages yep. on the Saturday, you then, then on the Sunday you moved to the right and shot yep. them. But the guys on the right had shot those. Reversed. Yeah, yeah. Reversed. So, so, this, this is, uh, so this is not uncommon and, and I thought it would be good to talk about, about sort of how it comes about. So on um, the first PRI – Back in 2016, we we all shot all the same stage. We went and shot four stages, and we'd come back and have lunch, and go off and shoot another four stages, and repeat the, the next four the next day. The second time round, we had that many stages, and we want to cover the whole property that we were on. That we ran the same stages the entire weekend, much like this. Yep. And you would go through, and you would go and shoot your various stages, and you'd come back at the end of the day, and you completed half the match, mm-hmm. and then same for the the following day. And there are matches around the world that run like this. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not uncommon. IPSC do this a lot as well. Yep. But in Australia, we've been limited to range sizes that don't sort of lend themselves to do this, mm-hmm. where you can't put that many targets out and run that many squads. And so we've always traditionally sort of run this many stages on day one and then this many mm-hmm. stages on day two. And, in <laughs> fact, if you go back uh, early PRS in Australia, you would run like four stages in the morning, almost a throwback to that first PRI, you know, four or five stages in the morning and then those stages would change and then you'd run another four or five stages in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Yep. Uh, that was often the way it would work and then maybe another five on, on Sunday. Uh, so things have changed. So it, like when Trent said he was going to do that, I'm like, cool. It's mm. something different. It's something uh, interesting. Yep. And, you know, the range, 
unlike, say, Mildura, where half your range is 300 metres, half your range is 600, yep. where if you were to do that at Mildura, you get some significant disparity because yep. Sunday might be heaps windier. But if you've got a range where it's all the same distance and so you have sort of mixed up target sort of distances across the across the, the stage stages, it doesn't really make a big difference whether I'd, you shoot day one or day two. Yeah, so I think it's um, it's an interesting one. So the match director, and Trent put a lot of effort into this, it's clear that yes. he made sure that there was a, a relatively even spread of targets at distance over both sides of the range. Yeah. So because the, the, the problem you get into is if the, the left side of the range has targets a lot further out and the right side of the range doesn't and it's windier on Saturday than it is on Sunday, there's potentially an advantage or a disadvantage depending on which order you shoot. But yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's only a, to be fair. That's only a perceived because you could have a, a, a quiet morning and a windy afternoon, and that achieves the same thing running it on one day. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's a hard one to navigate around. But yeah, I, I know Trent put some conscious effort into making sure there was a split there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we found um, the split didn't seem too bad. I'd I'd before I was one hundred percent confident that there was no difference. You'd have to run a few matches to get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but yeah, it seemed fair. Um, I don't think anybody said, oh, it's not fair. The guys on Saturday got a better run than the guys on Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at the end of Saturday, um, it was clear that the left-hand side of the range was uh, easier yep. to get impacts on. So there was a big, you know, guys were like, how did you go? And then, yeah, some of the some of the uh, top shooters, you know, dropped six, seven points on the first day and on the right-hand side they dropped 20. Yeah. You're like, oh. Okay, and it wasn't a condition dependent. It was just those stages were more yeah. favourable on one side. But then day two, it reversed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah, then you see that you don't really know until you start seeing some of those guys from the from the harder side shoot on the easier side, and then you start looking at scores and you're like, okay, we start to get a feel for who's doing well and who's not doing yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit more challenging, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. So there was no on the Saturday night. There was no um, top ten or anything like that. Was because yeah, because it, it doesn't relevant. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you've all shot different stages. Yeah, so it was it was something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it changed the outcome of the match or anything, the way you shot it or anything like that. It was just a little bit different. Yeah. It was yeah, really cool. good. Yeah. yeah, nice. Josh, from a photography, because that's what you were there to do. You were doing photos Once. and videos. Film, took photos, did yep. all the things. So how did you find having the stages open to you for the entire weekend, did that change what you did or how you did it? Did you even think about it? What's, uh, um, what was the, how did you I, go about the match? I guess I didn't really think about it too much. Okay. Um, what did change the way I went about the weekend was the squad sizes and how the squads oh. run through probably a bit quicker. Yes, because you've only because, got eight or nine or yeah, nine shooters in a yeah. squad. Yeah. yeah. So um, was, well, I was there to cover PRS, but also we were filming a video for our own purposes. Yeah. And so I was following Plushy the weekend, which may I had, you know, had to be mindful of all right, I've got to go and take photos, but I also, I've got to be here to capture the stage when it runs. Yeah. So because okay. the squads were running through a bit quicker, I didn't necessarily have that. All right, mm. cool. I can now go off. I've got an hour. Okay, well, do my to, thing to start with, back. you did. To start with, I did. <laughs> Two and a half, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but the rest of the time was, all right, had to be very mindful to, all right, I've got to come back here to film that, and then I've got half an hour to go and get the thing, bits and pieces that I need mm. to do. You could, you could almost see the gears turning in Josh's head. He'd be like, how many shooters till you're up? And you're like, three. Like, okay, I think I can go take three photos. <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right, I, I've seen, do this and then back. I've seen him take photos. He's on burst mode. That three would have been like 400. <laughs> Five. Um, Five. It was in, that was actually one of the takeaways. So um, 
because the the order was turning over quite quickly, um, sometimes, you know, well, often enough you're like, okay, I've shot. I can wander off for 45 minutes and go look at some other stages and yeah, just go have yeah, a bit yeah. of a look. So at the end of the first day, I hadn't even crossed the halfway line of the range. <laughs> I hadn't gone down and checked. And like at the end of Saturday. Because you just, you, you're about, you know. You, except for the first bit, I was waiting around, waiting of course, around. And then, yeah. yeah. But, but after that's that, only because the it. stage was so long itself. And yeah, being first shooter, then and next first rotation, last, you go last. Yeah. So you get the biggest gap yep. when you do that. And I got to the end of Saturday afternoon and I was like, you missed a golden opportunity to go see Sunday yeah. stages on Saturday and go see how people were running them and yeah. tips and tricks and stuff like that. I was like, oh, right. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, interesting. Because normally you don't get to see the Sunday stages set up um, yeah, on the Saturday. So they come Sunday morning, you rock up and you're looking at the barricades and you're like, oh, what's going on here? And yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of a lesson learned. Next time, you know, shoot, put your stuff down. We didn't have to spot or score pretty much. So yeah. you, you could duck off, but you had to do it straight away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's with when you're at, at eight people in a squad, you, you sort of don't get that opportunity. To, well, you, right. you can't leave and you can't be so not, you know, because you spend – two shooters, maybe three shooters getting ready normally. And then you sort of got a, a shooter or two to sort of That's right. relax and chill yeah. out from the stage, depending on how it's gone. Sometimes you need a few more shooters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then you're up for another brief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, oh, no, I missed I missed a brief because I was getting lunch because you're like, oh, I've got time to get lunch. And then you come back and you're like, uh, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on now? Yeah, okay, cool. So uh, how many stages was it? About 15? Uh, I think 14 in 14, the end. Yeah. I think it's 14. I've 14, got yeah. practice scores sitting up in front of me. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, actually, it was seven a day. Yeah, because they had day. a long stage. Oh, because you had the longest yeah. stages, yeah. yeah. So they sort, of, they sort of count from a points point of view from sort of value at, at two stages or thereabouts. So. Close enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, in interest of that, what were there a couple of stages that stood out for you? Either that you did well on, you really enjoyed them as stages, found them challenging? Um, there was a good mix. I noticed that there wasn't. I don't think there was much prone in the match. Okay. It was, it was very barricade, barricade-y sort of heavy, which is good. We don't want to go out and shoot prone all the time. Yep. Um, the first one I shot was, I mean, I'd kick myself. I'd like another opportunity to shoot that one because I co- might do it differently course. and, and yep. get a couple more points. But, yeah, like that was good. There was, you know, um, PB, uh, poly pipe. There was logs. There was, I can't even remember. There was tree branches. There was all sorts of different positions. Were the fake rocks on I was about that to say, one? There was fake that rock was, looking things. That was on day two. Okay, was, I'll, yeah. I'll save that question. I want to ask um, about the fake rocks. Yeah, anyway. so there was that. Um, there was the one prone stage that I didn't do well on. So, okay. Yeah. And See, was, that's why you don't like prone stages. There was a traffic barrier. <laughs> there was skill stage two. Uh, there was a couple, There was an interesting one where they had a, um, a strap. So we shot off of a strap. Yep. People didn't hate it. Okay, interesting. So why? Because um, often the, the like is this a hanging strap? Yeah, it's supported strap? on two sides and yeah, hanging strap. Okay, so that was yeah. uh, what up, about it made it that it was not despised like it m- most commonly is. What wasn't the only support for your rifle? Okay, so interesting. Um, there was like a um, a platform that you had to sit on, and you had a one of those packing crates, the square ones, mm-hmm. you know, yep. about five six hundred mil sort of cube. Yep. And that was sitting to the side of you. Your rifle was sitting up on top of the uh, the strap. And on the timer, you could either drop your rifle straight onto the strap or you could slide back and grab the uh, crate and use it as a rear rest for your rifle. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so having that as a – having a nice solid rear rest sitting there and using the strap uh, was – a lot of people did relatively well on it. I think I dropped one. Yeah. On it was – yeah, it was achievable. Okay. That was really good. Very good. Um, there was one we had to shoot under the platform and then come out and shoot over the top of the platform off of a tripod through a window. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty good too. Okay. 
bit different. Yep. Um, yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. All right. And uh, and how did you go for the match? Uh, we're talking Saturday or the match? <laughs> Let's talk Saturday because I, if I feel you want to just narrow it down to Saturday for a moment. No, oh, no, I dropped – well, so after my first train wreck two stages, I okay. dropped, I think I dropped one shot for every stage for the rest of the day, which wasn't – Pretty good. Terrible, yeah, yeah. something like that. So it's mm, – Seven it, stages, so five stages. You only dropped five points after those first, like, yeah, 400 points. Like so it was a bit, a bit of a recovery, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, went into Sunday, I was like, mm, I'm about 10 points behind where I think I should be. Yep. Like, but it's a difficult match that's – it's not the end of the world. And you shot the the harder side of the range. No, I shot the easy side. <laughs> <laughs> Damn so, it, I was trying to – you can talk it up. You can, <laughs> there's no, only 70-odd people that know the actual answer. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, I appreciate your honesty. And then Saturday night, back for dinner, back to your uh, your drippy Mo Hotel. Yes. Yep, hotel. Uh, we had, yeah, the um, Saturday night dinner, which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. It was like lamb and beef options. Food was delicious. It was tasty. Yeah, right. It was very tasty. How were the espresso martinis, John? <laughs> On the because Saturday night, they were brilliant. Let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the gin question. Did you find out what gin it was? Um, it is just Mountain Distillery gin. Mountain Distillery gin. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess we'll go to get some of that. Was it worth? Should we order some? Oh, oh okay. He's yeah. second guessing him. It's better than Gordon's, but <laughs> I'm not rushing to get some. <laughs> that was a kick in the face. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So you drank him out of gin, and then I you did. went into espresso martinis. Yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. don't, don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, I like espresso martinis. Oh, I like espresso martinis oh, too. The, they were fantastic. They espresso were good espresso martinis. martinis. They were good on Saturday night. You said, "Oh, yes, they were." How yeah. were they Sunday morning, Josh? Oh, they were pretty average. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about. I was about half past eight, nine o'clock. Josh was like, "We should have espresso martinis." I'm like, "I'm in." <laughs> I haven't had the best day on the range. I'm in. <laughs> See, this is why Josh likes uh, taking photos of matches because, uh, well, you know, you uh, you don't have to shoot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So the, the camera has autofocus. <laughs> it does. I think it was about one o'clock on Sunday morning. That's what I said to Josh. I'm like, we should not have done espresso martinis. He was like, nope, nope, nope. we should not have. <laughs> I had F1 was on that night and I had, oh, no in, I had no intentions to watch it. And I was just staring at the ceiling and my phone went off and I went, well, I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. I'm in. <laughs> uh, we won't get into F1 because that was a great qualifying session. But anyway, sorry, we'll move on. Um, uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, what time did you get up Sunday? Uh, about 6.30. I adjusted it a little bit, had a nice yep. nice long shower. Okay, um, good. Uh, Josh, what time did you get up Sunday morning? Um, I was awake at 6.30. Okay. I, I was not a functioning human being at 6.30. Yeah. I didn't go back to sleep because I wasn't feeling great. <laughs> you weren't a functioning human being at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I wasn't. <laughs> we rocked up at the range and I think we got there at whatever time and I had 40 minutes to kill and I went, you know what? I'm going to go and lay in the van. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and laid in the van. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> this, I, I just repeat, I'm glad the camera has autofocus. <laughs> so, okay, good. So it was, a, uh, it, was, it was good. And then tell me about Sunday. Sunday was wet again. It was wetter than Saturday. Okay. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was uh, making out targets at distance was challenging. Okay, yep. Um, we started on the long stage again. <laughs> the, this is the one with the uh, the fake rocks. The um, oh, what was that one called? I forget now. Real fake rocks. Real fake rocks. Yeah, yeah. Is that the uh, terrarium. Terrarium. Enclosure? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us about these fake rocks because Trent like sent me some photos. He's like, check out these rocks. They're fake, and they're actually light enough to move around the range, and they were pretty well priced. And they were. Yeah. 
More importantly, we should go to the stage, the first stage of the day. Okay, first stage and, of the day. Yeah, the um, my name was first on the squad list. Uh, and they called my name out first and I, I, I yelled some obscenities at the stage office and said, I'm not shooting that one first again. He goes, well, that's good. This is just the roll call. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine a fired up, fired up ginger being like, no, I'm not shooting the damn stage first. I did that yesterday. That's exactly no. how it went. <laughs> and, uh, and I just go, dude, relax. We're not, we haven't even got to the range yet. <laughs> I'm just wanting to see if you want breakfast. <laughs> So yeah, once we got over that little hiccup, yeah, we went onto the um, onto the fake rocks, and they were actually really easy to shoot off. Okay, yeah. So they, because my concern with you know the way the way they're explained, but not having been near one, is that they're just too light, like they just foam and they just float in the wind. But not the case. No, well, I will say I put my bag, a couple of them, I put my um, front bag down as a rest. Yeah, and then picked my bag up and moved it because it was a little bit wobbly. So. Sort of put it down and went, nope, not over there, and then tried somewhere else. And you're like, oh, that's a solid position. So they're find the, the balance on it. Yeah, they're yeah, the, okay. the type of barricade, for want of a better word, that yeah. once so, you know how they work, yeah. So uh, our range has rocks on it that we can shoot, a rock pile from it. Um, but this particular range, albeit very nice, the guys there for their club share the range with a number of clubs and, and organisations. They have to be able to remove whatever they put on there mm. very easily and quickly. Uh, you know, putting a half tonne rock in the way is great in theory, but not in practice. We would have just done that anyway and like dealt with the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> At our range, yes. We find it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. Yeah, 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 maybe. Um, and but anyway, so so there were some real fake rocks. Yeah, the, but they were okay to shoot off. They were fine. The targets we were shooting at were not fine, okay. but, but the rocks were fine. They okay. weren't the problem. Okay. Um, cool. So yeah, that uh, there was a 500 meter target. It was a rabbit. On a um, couple of straps. We talked about this one earlier. Yeah. Told me. yeah. Um, so you said the mud had splattered up the target. Yeah. The, or something, the or? straps were grey, and the target was grey, and the dirt behind the target was grey, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. You raining. know, it's a good ra- good match when you got grey dirt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I was one of the. I didn't go first. But I think I was about halfway through the shooters. Mm-hmm. And of I course, had, you didn't go th- first. You would have, you would have threatened, <laughs> threatened that rabbit's life if you <laughs> put me first. The, the challenge was, the straps. as they got beat up, the the straps looked like they were part of the target. You couldn't tell it apart. So mm. lots of people were shooting roughly for the top of the rabbit, thinking that the the rabbit and the strap was one target, and they were going yeah. high and all sorts of things. Couldn't work it out. So out of 40, and I imagine your conditions are not great with the fog and the rain and all that sort was, of gear. Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, I understand. One, I, don't think it was that stage. One of the stages I breathed as I was putting my rifle down, I must have breathed out and I fogged up the um fogged scope. up the, the scope. Oh, no. <laughs> looking through it, you're like, oh, if I touch it, that could make it worse. Or what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> you're like looking through, going, yeah. oh, I think that's the target. <laughs> but um, if you if you'd taken that target and put in Darwin or Monado or something, you would have worked out which part was the target. Yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so we had condition. to we had to engage that target, I think, six times out of fourteen. No, I So it was challenging. I think I'd gotten 11 and I got up thinking that was pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, I think 12 or 13 was top score on that one. I don't think okay. anyone – I could be wrong, but I don't think anyone cleaned it. Yep. Okay. Um, it was a pretty challenging Josh target. Josh is currently fact-checking at the moment. Which stage was it? Um, <laughs> the terrarium stage. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was pretty challenging mm-hmm. um, for sure. But it was a good stage actually. Okay, good. Yeah. Lots of people ran it lots of different ways. Yeah. There was opportunity to um, Be good stages, modify prone and, and shoot, you know, sort of kneeling, crouching, all sorts of different things, yeah. You were wrong too. The highest score was 14. 
Boom. Suck it, plushie. Oh, yeah, just give, yeah. Me, give me zero for that stage You're now. one point yeah. off yeah. there. Yep. <laughs> I love how he said just you, you're wrong, mate. You're wrong. You <laughs> yeah. got it off by one. Yeah. How good's your memory? <laughs> Careful. I'll tell Rusty how much time you spent like snoozing and not taking photos on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can all tell. The, all the photos got taken that needed to be taken. <laughs> There's like 4,000 photos from Saturday and like 600 from Sunday. Yeah, what about the TikToks? As I said, lucky the camera has autofocus. Yeah, what about the TikToks? Yeah, yeah what TikToks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're just lucky PRS doesn't have a TikTok account. <laughs> right. Uh, mm. Anything else stand out for you from mm. a stage-wise? Yeah, so we rolled from that one. That was stage 15 or 14 or whatever it was, and we rolled back to stage eight, mm-hmm. which was not too bad. You had to build a position with more moving crates or storage crates. Yep. Stacking, you had to achieve a certain height and shoot, essentially shoot over the top of something. Yep. That wasn't too bad. Okay. Is it is it Because one of the things that can happen with those stages where you have to build a platform to get there, particularly if you're using multiple different things, is once one person works out the, the format of getting that high, everyone just copies that format. Yeah, there was kind of only one way to do it. There was a, okay. a big crate, then a smaller crate and another crate. But the the secret was if you watch the way people put them together, they interlocked if you put them one way. Uh, but you had to take a couple of seconds working out which way you had to put them to interlock them together. And if you took that extra two or three seconds, it was quite a, a stable platform. Yep. If you didn't, if you just banged them on top of each other, they were very wobbly. Okay. There was a lot of people got caught out with that. Yeah. But as the weekend rolled on, more people figured it out and – didn't want to be the person that shot that one first either. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Plus you're up first. That's right. Yeah. There was a sling stage. Okay. I was going to ask oh. you, how did you go with the sling stage? I got a zero. Oh, good. Yeah, I spent some good. time on Saturday night setting up my sling and yeah, sounds take, like... taking a bit of time and stuff. And Was this before or after the espresso martini? <laughs> after. <laughs> no, before, 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 before. Okay. So you um, set up your sling. Yeah, yep. I set up my sling. I'm like, oh, I feel all right with this. Yep. And then we had to go down prone three shots at 500 meters. It wasn't a, it was a big plate, but it wasn't a huge plate. Mm-hmm. And I p- first shot down, perfect waterline, just off the right edge. I'm like, I got this. And then I put one just off the left edge, perfect waterline. Like, okay, you got this. And then it went like, oh, smidgen over the top. Dead, you don't got dead this. Center. You don't got this. So I missed those. I'm like, they were gettables, but that's okay because now we go sitting. I'm like, it's at like 300 or something. We can mm-hmm. get this drew a circle around it and stood up. And by that time my arms were pretty fatigued and they were in the general direction of the of the target. <laughs> and I got up and I'd, I've never, ever got up from a stage before and had a smile on my face after getting a zero. After, <laughs> no, no, get back to your first thing you said. <laughs> no, I've never got up. I've never be, seen you smile. I'd generally be pretty dirty about getting a zero. Yeah. But I got up and I was just like, what can you do? And then if you're going to zero a stage, that was the stage to zero because most people were getting ones and twos. Wow. Out of ten. Wow. Um, I think somebody got six, was they it? did, yeah. Matt. Somebody got six, yeah. Matt. Matt got six. Matt A. Oh, cool. Oh, congratulations, um, Matt. He shot his first match in Bucken, oh, actually. Cool. First PRS match. Yeah, he's been shooting at that club. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I got up and just smiled on my face, put my gun away. I'm like, eh, whatever, let's go to the next <laughs> one. Like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't give up a ton of points. So what? Okay, that's that seemed it seems unusual and seems unusual that so many people did so poorly on it. Was it target size was too small, or was the, it the target was four hundred millimeter square at okay. five hundred meters shooting prone, uh, unsupported, or with a sling, but unsupported prone. Okay, I mean, if you if I could, if I was able to take one of my hunting rifles and shoot that, mm. I probably would have got six, you know, something like that out of ten shots. Okay, but you know, our target rifles are. Well, and was it, was, it, was it windy? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So if that was shot on a more calm day with better visibility, are we are we creeping up in those scores? I think so. I mean, we talked about it before where we were essentially timing our shots, which is not the ideal way to shoot, but when the crosshairs are in where you think is the right spot, you pull the trigger rather than waiting for it to settle and, you know, yeah, okay. between heartbeats and, you know, all that sort of stuff. When mm. We're not doing that. When the triggers trigger, when the crosshairs roughly in the right spot, you pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, but then you've got to think about how much wind you've got to put on. So now you're like, oh, it's mm. a 0.8 hold or it's a one it's a one mil hold or something. So then you've got timing timing the shot on top of a wind call and it's yep. another layer of difficulty. Okay. For sure. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, I'm always, you know, when you get like when you get a low scoring scoring stage, uh, you, it's very interesting to see why. Yeah, I think yeah. if that and conditions can certainly be like the entire factor, and you're mm. like, hey, if this was a bit more of a normal day that we would have at this range, would have been great. Yeah, I think the the, the real um, indicator for me was the guys in particularly Victoria and New South Wales that shoot service rifle. Yes, um, a lot of those guys didn't do well. And that's one of those stages you're like, oh, they could really gap the field. Those guys here. should, yeah, definitely. And that's a good indicator that it was challenging. Okay. So maybe the 500-meter target at 385 or something like that would have would have got some fours and fives or something like that. But yeah. it's the same for everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, not, it doesn't favor one or the other. But, yeah, yeah it's still still it's a, it's a bunch of points. Uh, yeah, that's right. Picking. But, yeah. you know, we choose to run heavy rifles, right? Well, yeah. We, we, yeah, we could run absolutely. lighter. We could run lighter rifles, but we run heavier rifles because the recoil is less on, and it benefits you most stages. If you if you got to pay the price in the occasional stage, then away you go. That is what it is. Yeah, yeah. and particularly because you know I've got a twenty eight inch barrel of mine and a, a tuner and a brake on the front and stuff. Yep. It's pretty long, so that weight is also a long way forward. You've got a big lever on your arm, mm-hmm. um, so you're starting to struggle to even with the sling hold that weight up. So we're going to take a moment out because you guys know this. You knew it was coming. The bearded chap. Sponsors of our show, excellent stuff. Now, I've got something a bit different here. Um, plus, you put that in your beard. Uh, seems alcoholic. That's <laughs> why, you, why are you hesitating. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, it's you should put towels down first. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, it's like table cleaner and hand cleaner at the same time. This is really good. <laughs> Get on she- this. <laughs> um, oh, wow. This is, uh, this is germ killer. This is germ killer. This is sanitizer. But when <laughs> <laughs> don't drink it, blushy. <laughs> Dear, wow, wow. Okay, you can smell it. That's going to be effective, guys. <laughs> You're not wrong. So when uh, when COVID kicked in, uh, mm. obviously you know a lot of businesses sort of struggled and uh, bits and pieces. Many people were putting people, uh, re- making them redundant and such. Uh, uh, Luke, up at the bearded chap, decided over a weekend to work out how to make this stuff. Turned his business around and started putting people on. Uh, wow. This is like in the first week or so. Ended up getting some government contracts for it and uh, and he makes it. But this is like we've all become sort of sanitizer experts in the last two years, three years. And this stuff is potent. This is military-grade sanitizer, is, guys. <laughs> military-grade. you say that on there? 80% <laughs> ethanol. So you could oh, – Yeah, get me you, some of that. So it's 160 <laughs> proof. Cool. <laughs> It's uh, it's solid stuff, yeah. It is really good. So, um, but of course they make all the beard. I'm going to put in my beard. Why not? Let's just uh, just, just do this. Because we- <laughs> On your nose. Do not yeah. not recommend to you. Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> all right, not recommended yeah. use. Don't do this. But if you uh, if you want to support us and support Australian made. Uh- just flicking that you, out. You're there. leaking, buddy. I need to put the towel down. Um, <laughs> so I just got excited, right, Plushy? You excited me. Uh, if you want to support the show, if you want to support Australian made stuff and you want to support a, a, a shooter owned business, uh, check out thebeardedchap.com slash impact. Uh, I, I, the, the, 
thing will be here somewhere. I won't move it around a lot because I got yelled at last time. <laughs> I did that. So the, the thing will be here and find the, find the URL and go and support it. So if you need some sanitizer, pick up some sanitizer while you're there and also make your beard smell nice, but not with sanitizer, with something else. Highly do not recommend that. Right, let's uh, put that back there and uh, back into match talk. Very good. Well, you ran my scope for the weekend. I did. And I haven't used that scope. So it's time for a uh, not a new segment, but just um, there's going to be a video that explains why we've done this. But anyway, play the intro. Scope chat. Scope chat. Scope chat. Yeah, uh, scope <laughs> chat. So you ran the Barra 60R Pro that, yeah. uh, that's mine that I haven't run yet. Um, give, us, give us all of it. Give um, us all of it. I nearly bought it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, slightly sidetracked. Yeah. So in the the match, there we were putting the. Is that because you dropped it? <laughs> is this the? <laughs> yeah. So there was all the targets went into targets. All the uh, rifles went into gun racks. Yeah. And there was two stages worth or two squads worth of guns in a in a timber gun rack, and we must. I don't know what happened. We got a bit lopsided where there was more guns on one side. That's than the what other I side. heard. Yeah. And then um, one of the guys took his gun off. To go shoot a stage, and it was and it the was, only gun on one side or something. I may have been one of two, or it wasn't many, and that was enough to for the for the um, the rack to topple. And yep. uh, said said shooter Steve is owed a lot of beers because he saved probably a hundred and something, hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> worth of rifles from falling on the ground. Yeah, he literally threw his arm out and caught all of the rifles that were falling, bar one. Bar one. Yeah. Um, mine was one of the ones that he caught. <laughs> Thanks, your, Steve. With your scope on it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I was sort of like, oh, I wasn't sure I was ready to buy that just yet. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So tell, tell yeah. me about it. So it's, um, uh, it's, a, it's the XDR Pro. It's got a Tremor 5 reticle. Yep. So talk reticle because uh, that's pretty neutral. Tremor yeah. 5 reticle. Um, so I have a Tremor 3 currently. Yep. And the Tremor 5 is like the race gun version of the Tremor 3. So it's taken a lot of the, the um, mile per hour um, mover uh, holds out on the horizontal mm -hmm. subtension, so that can be a bit confusing with your mill holds. Yes, most people will make that mistake once or twice, and then they'll learn. But when you're in a when you're in a rush, it's easier to look at the wrong the wrong number. Yep, um, and hold the wrong the wrong wind. Um, so they've removed that. They've removed some of the milling um, functions. They've still got enough in there that you can mill a target, but some of the the military type milling they've um, okay. they've removed. Wind the back a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So you get the. The bottom half you can't really change the bottom half of the tremor; it's the tremor. Mm -hmm. um, but the top half is a lot, a lot uh, cleaner, a lot cleaner, a lot less clutter. So it makes it easier. Um, I get into the habit when I take a shot, I tend to just um, point the the nose of the rifle down just ever so slightly. So when the when the bullet lands, you're looking through the top half of the the scope where it's clean. So you get. I to, used to run a H59, and I did the exact same yeah, thing. So it doesn't get lost. That's one comment that a lot of people make when they look through a trimmer. I can't see my splash. Well, you, you can. You yep. just have to be aware of what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cleaned it up a little bit. Um, everything does everything it needs to. Um, so the reticle is good. Cool. Um, okay. Zero stop is really really good. The tool is zero. Um, yeah. That was once I figured it out. Took me, took me a minute. Read the instructions first, guys. Yep. yep. But <laughs> um, is, it, is it seriously toolless? Seriously toolless. Okay. Oh, you might need a piece of fired brass to to open the, um, oh, fire, the, the okay. cam lock. So that's not a tool. That's oh, a you could use brass. Yeah, I use my fingernail, and then Josh is like, "Why don't you use some brass?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." That's, that's what it says in the manual, isn't it? Well, if I'd read the manual, I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Um, so yeah, I I did have the the writable um, scope cap on there, but I didn't use it. Yep. Um, I was running a few. That might have been why you missed so much. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually dialed your turret, you might have hit a bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Funny, funny story that I was dialing my turret in the <laughs> first go. part of the day. Yep. And then I was like, bugger this. I'm just going to use holdovers like I normally do. And then I started hitting more things. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all back. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Forget the turrets. So, yeah. No, the, um, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, now, you said that you had one issue with uh, iBox because we want to talk about the good and the bad. Yeah. yeah. Of these okay. Things, so, there was, no scope's perfect. That's right. There was two things that uh, I didn't like. Oh, okay. Amongst there's now two. Of, yeah, well, okay. Well, you <laughs> said tell the truth. You said there's one. You, at, said, you said one at dinner. <laughs> no, I said there was two. Oh, two. Okay. okay. No one. No. That, the, oh, is the first one the reticle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about the reticle first. So Let's do it. I've got a five to twenty-five mm-hmm. with a trimmer three, um, and I normally run somewhere in the eleven to fourteen power um, sort of the zoom range. Okay. Um, and I the the tremor the tremor reticles have a point two subtension on the horizontal for yep. for wind holds and stuff. I couldn't make out the subtensions at, you know, 11 to 14 power on the burrows. Yep. But the burrows have got a bigger zoom range. So this is not factual. It's just what I think is. That reticle scaled across yeah, the range. A, that's right. Because it's a bigger zoom range. There's another There's another factor here that you haven't brought up yet. What are we doing this weekend, Josh? What? What are we doing this weekend? Moving. Yes, we are. What also were we doing this weekend? I'm drawing a massive mental blank. <laughs> the guy in front of me is having his 40th birthday. That's right. Yeah, yeah that thing. That's right. And uh, so I'm pointing out you're getting old. I am. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Your eyes aren't. Yeah, when do you turn 40? But they should be yeah. in future. In the yeah, future. future. Yeah. yeah. How, how distant future? Uh, well, a little well, while. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's all right. You guys that's... are really old. <laughs> Yeah, but we can also show, tie our own shoelaces, Josh. Yeah, and, so, and drink alcohol and get up in the morning like a responsible adult. <laughs> anyway, uh, what time are you coming to work tomorrow morning? We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, plus you're not mm. to take away from the negatives. Um, so you think that this, the scaling of the reticle uh, means that you're going to be at a higher power to get that magnification Yeah, I ended up, I ended up running at 18 power um, okay. to, to be able to make out the subtensions. Okay. So that was a little bit more, a little bit yeah. more than I would normally run. And you're going to try. You were talking before. You're going to try a 735 ATAR with the tremor in it. Yes. To see whether or not that's inherent to the burris or whether it's just inherent to a high mag on that reticle. Yeah, correct. I want to upgrade my mm. my scope, and they were the two that I kind of narrowed it to. So you were good enough to lend me yours. You you, you struggled to say kind enough, didn't you? You I were did, very. I, I was going like, to oh, say. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the appropriate word to use for this bloke. <laughs> Um, and somebody else is going to Is that because there was a camera in your face all weekend about it? Basically, yeah. Do you know how hard it is to be positive about using a scope when you're doing, like, terribly? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. So I was, don't shoot matches. There was a couple of stages there where, where Josh was just like, mm, Yeah, he said that. Not gonna I'll, come and I'll, I'll come, come back in just, a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's all right. I get over it quick. <laughs> all right. And <laughs> the second, the second issue. So first is that scaling of the reticle, which may be scope, may be inherent to the, the challenge of more Mac. Not uh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yep. so yeah. Um, and the other thing I found was I could get rid of, um, parallax mm-hmm. in the, in the vertical plane yep. by dialing it out with the, the parallax, but yep. I was still finding that I had horizontal parallax. So if my eye wasn't perfectly center of the exit pupil, a little bit to left, right, I was getting up to half mil shift either way mm, um, on the on the target. Yep. And I couldn't, um, by adjusting the diopter, the parallax, doing all of those things, I couldn't make it go away. I could get rid of one or the other. I couldn't get rid of both. 
Interesting. And I don't know if that's my eye. I don't, you know, it's... Well, I mean, you're getting, four, you're getting close to 40. Well, that's right. I can't see without glasses usually. 48 hours away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is this why you don't wear glasses when you're on the podcast? You don't have to look at me for an hour. Pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say, thinking Smart. about it, when we first started getting in the van, you had glasses on. Yeah, if I want to see what I'm doing, I need glasses. <laughs> no, so you wear them while driving but not while shooting. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, because I've essentially got one pair of glasses on my on my scope anyway. So my Your scope wears glasses. It does. That's what well, that's what a diopter is. <laughs> this is true. This uh, is so true. I, I'm fortunate that most of the most of the scope, so I don't have I'm not long sighted or short sighted. I have stigma systems in my eye, which means my eye lens is not the right shape. Or yep. changing shape constantly, which is really frustrating because I have to get new glasses all the time. <laughs> so, but fortunately, the diopter adjustment in the scopes is enough that I can correct my vision. Okay. Yep. So I still have good vision in my shooting eye. Good. Um, well, you should I'm, shoot more then. I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you practice it's, between it's, matches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would if I practice, well, I mean, if you okay. just get some projectiles in that I can use in my training rifle, I'd do it. I'm working Ooh. on it. Yeah. It's uh, basically your fault. Okay. I'll wear it. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Also, um, no learning of scopes anymore. Do you? Well, that's fine because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a seven to thirty-five eight to go with a Tremor three in, in dark earth poo brown. That's right. Uh, I actually yeah. didn't think I liked that when I first saw it, but I saw it tonight and I don't mind it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't. So mind okay. It. So parallax here. So I'm I'm interested in that one particularly. So I'm going to run this in Darwin in however long Darwin's away. Um, a month and a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. Is this going to go out? Yeah, guys, register for Darwin. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, register for Darwin. Yeah. You're about to, aren't you? I'm about to. Well, I think I am, yeah. No, you're going to. I'm going, going to, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get a commitment on this. We're going to well, send, there's, this, there's send an, this, clip this down, send this to Butters. It's done. Sealed and you'll, done. Be, you'll I, be in Darwin. I heard there's an Atakara as a lucky door prize. I could solve my Is scope it, problem in like one match. One very lucky door prize. That's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to buy extra entries to, from Butters last night. <laughs> I was like, how much does it cost just to shoot the match with no dinner? I was like, why would you want to know that? <laughs> like it's a raffle maybe, price. Maybe you could uh maybe you could buy the entire entry like to all to every spot for the match and then just take the prizes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, actually not a terrible idea. Yeah, I think it'd be a pretty expensive way to get an ATO car. <laughs> well, no, not if I get all of the prizes off the price table. Well, it depends because you <laughs> might find that if there's only one shooter, the diminishing, there's a diminishing the price. <laughs> <laughs> You've got yourself one hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lucky door prize. Very expensive yeah. hat. Yeah. A can of Coke. Is yeah. this glass with a crack in it, as I found out? Oh, you can have this pen. There you go. Oh, I need a new one of these. There you go. Now you got one. Uh, cool. All right. Josh, any any wrap ups from the uh, the Carlos King of the Hill? Um, not Have really. Other than it was wet. <laughs> oh, actually, one thing with the range, yeah, is because um, it was forced undercover. Mm-hmm. Everyone was very tight. It was it was a very tight feel mm-hmm. to it because they had the benches that were pushed up against the poles, and you had what about a meter and a half, two meters between shooting positions and the. Bench. If somebody was shooting prone, there was a meter between, roughly a meter between their feet and the benches that were bolted down. So not dissimilar to like Mildura or something on those lines, without the ability to get behind the behind the area. Yeah, Yeah. but if it was wet, if it was pissing down, raining, Mildura wouldn't be too dissimilar. Smaller than Mildura. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is there like a back on it as well? Uh, Well, the benches are all bolted down. So oh, behind. Yeah, so you've got the back edge of the concrete. Yep. Um, so there's a bench from there towards the front of the firing range, like half a meter wide or something like mm, that. Okay. 
So mm. it was it was very tight. So the ability to get those um, natural shots of just you know people interacting, it's very tricky. Yeah, but you're you're a bit of a, a pervert, so you would have been all right with your long lens. No, see that's where it's tricky because mm, okay. people were having conversations and talking, and a lot of the time it's you're just catching the side of someone's face. <laughs> And I've learned that if you go and put a wide angle lens on and just try and quickly sneak in front of people to get the photo, no one's natural. Everyone just <laughs> catches you and they just stare at you, stop, and you go, come on, guys, no point taking a photo. Mid-stage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Actually, my highlight for the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, I met Ian Porter. Yeah. Oh, okay. You hadn't yeah. met Ian yet. No, I hadn't. Okay. He shot the match. Um, I met him in unusual circumstances. So I was, Oh, I was wow. Like, was this on like Friday night? Oh, it was on at the food truck on Saturday. Okay. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. And so it came up better. behind me. I'm glad you led with that rather than in the toilet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, so. I was standing there at the food truck minding my own business getting like saturated or just about blowing, the rain's blowing in. And uh, I feel this little tickle between my legs. And I was like, oh, hello, who's this? <laughs> and I turned around and the look of shock horror on Ian's face because he thought I was Matt Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Jones is also a big, tall ginger. <laughs> and he's like, I am so sorry. I'm like, it's all right, mate. Like, I'll do this sort of thing to somebody I I've know been, anyway. I've been to PRS matches before. I know what. Yeah, like, this is not unusual. I just expected it to be someone I knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout but, out to, to Ports uh, and being very comfortable. <laughs> that was, yeah, my highlight of the weekend. I got a bit of a tickle up. <laughs> oh, good. Josh, did you get any tickle? No, I don't want to ask, actually, because who knows what happened after those espresso martinis. We might end the podcast there before it gets uh, worse. Thanks for joining us for Scope Chat. Thanks for having me. And thanks for joining us for the podcast. Uh, Josh, uh, thanks for pressing mm. some of the buttons you did tonight. Yep. Almost in time. Dum, da, da, da. <laughs> thanks, Randy, for not being here. And uh, let's roll out. Good stuff. Carlos King of the Hill. Catch you on the next one. Get around it.